It's Chicago. It's Monday Night Football. It's a chance for the Eagles to get off to a 2-0 start. Welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast, Episode 33. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and it's time to get excited with a Week 2 game in prime time. On this podcast, and I thank you for joining us each and every week, and please spread the word, we're going to dig deep into the world of Carson Wentz, the quarterback who, of course, got himself off to a very nice start in his NFL debut last week. We'll also get a feel for the state of the Eagles' defense, which plays against an explosive Chicago Bears offense at Soldier Field in this game. Merrill Reese drops by with his Merrill Minute, giving props where props are due, and we'll go to Chicago and hear from Bears quarterback Jay Cutler. First, it's our exclusive one-on-one interview with head coach Doug Peterson, who has a victory under his belt and a Bears-sized challenge on Monday night. Coach, great performance from the rookie quarterback, from Carson. What's he do for an encore? What kind of pressure is there to go out and be perfect again? Well, not only the pressure of winning a football game, it happens to be on the road in Chicago on Monday night. So it's a whole other set of circumstances, a whole different uh, set of challenges for the uh, quarterback. But I really, deep down, don't think it's going to be too big for him. He just he approaches each game business as usual. How did he play on Sunday? What did he do that wasn't quite so good? Well, I think from the fans' perspective, he had a great game, which he did. I'm a fan of the game, and I walk away saying he had a great performance. You know, and now there's some things after watching the film that we can even make him better, and he can see it and and make the corrections and become even better this week. So playing well, playing good is great, but at the same time, you don't want the good to mask some of the little subtle mistakes that we made because all of us made them. I made them as a coach. we got to clean those up and and be ready for Chicago. When Chicago looks at the tape, I mean, they're going to make adjustments. This is a game of making adjustments on both sides. So how will they maybe attack Carson or what will they see, do you think? Well, I think if they take a look at some of the blitzes that Cleveland gave us, you know, there's probably some opportunity. We didn't necessarily protect well a couple of times. Carson took a couple of hits uh, with some pressure. So they take a look at that. You know, I think that's an area that we got to be of a little bit of concern. The other thing is this. I mean, Cleveland played us a lot of man coverage, single high man, and we've just got to be able to attack uh, what they're giving us. Nelson had a great deep ball touchdown versus a single high man coverage technique. Jordan had the same type of play. So, you know, we just have to continue to work at those things and, and and put our guys in, in positions to be successful. Your defense, three sacks in the second half, a takeaway, the safety. How do you think that group did? And, and moving forward against a really explosive Chicago offense. They played well. You know, they played well. And as that game wore on, they got better and better. And the attack style of defense showed up in that game. And they're going to have to do it again. When you go to Chicago, you know, a lot of times you don't know what Jay Cutler and the group can do. They got some weapons on offense. They can be very explosive and coming off of a loss. So, you know, they're coming home for the first time this year. And I uh, look forward to their best effort. You played in it. You've coached in it. Is Monday night a different animal? It is a different animal. You know, the atmosphere is tremendous. You're on a national stage, a national spotlight. There's a lot more media attention around a Monday night game. You just got to learn to separate everything and keep business and focus on the main thing and keep it the main thing. But at the same time, you just know that, uh, you know, everybody's watching you. You're the only game in town that night, and it's an exciting environment to play in. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Now on to Wentz, specifically after his remarkable debut last week in the 29-10 win over Cleveland. Since then, his jersey sales soared to number one in the entire NFL, and President Barack Obama talked about jumping on the Wentz wagon during a political visit to Philadelphia. That's pretty heady stuff. Wentz talks about his mindset and all of the things that have happened to him since the Eagles traded Sam Bradford to Minnesota and elevated the rookie to the starting position. For 
you, though, this week has been pretty extraordinary. I mean, the jersey sales go to number one. President Obama gives you a shout out to everybody to get on the Wentz wagon. What do you think about all that? It kind of is what it is. It's cool. It's exciting. I know a lot of people back home are kind of hitting me up and be like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I'm just like, at the same time, you know, we're so wrapped up in preparing for Chicago. So you got to get used to some of that stuff. I know you've talked about blocking out all the noise. How hard is that in today's day and age where there is so much information available to you? I've gotten pretty good at it. You're so busy. You're so consumed with preparing and getting ready that you don't read a lot of the stuff. You don't hear a lot of the stuff. And if you do, it's kind of relevant, whether it's good or bad, you know, because your sole focus is the next week. I mean, all that really matters is the opinion of the guys in this locker room and in this organization. You know, Carson, we talked about in the summer having Doug Peterson, who played quarterback, and Frank Reich, who played quarterback, and Flip, who played quarterback. How has that benefited your rise here? It's been unbelievable. You know, coming in and like you just mentioned, those three with the knowledge they have at the quarterback position has helped me tremendously to grow. And ever since day one, when I got here in the spring, you know, Sam was very helpful. Chase has been very helpful. You know, I'm learning the offense. It's really just helped me speed along this process pretty quickly. Had you ever thought about that being a big part of your development back when you were kind of, you know, preparing for the draft, how vital it would be to have a coaching staff that really understood this position? Yeah, everyone talks about the development of young quarterbacks. And I knew when I had met the, the Eagles organization and this staff, I knew this would be a great fit. I knew it'd be a great place for a young quarterback to come in and learn and um, get some really good mentors and coaching. And um, and that's what I've gotten so far. You've also got your brother here, his wife, got a couple of former teammates here with CJ and Andrew. Has that helped? Yeah, you know, especially having my brother and his wife here, just, you know, some familiar faces, helping me out with family things and just helping me out with some off the field things. Obviously having Andrew Bonnet and CJ Smith here has been really cool, you know. There's still some familiar faces, which definitely helps. Carson, how critical is it that you're spending time in the film room and do you enjoy it, number one? How much time do you put into it? Fans have no idea what goes on between Monday and the next week. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of time in the film room, early morning, some late nights. It's just part of it. You know, it's part of being a student of the game and preparing and, and I love it. It's being a student of the game it's understanding you know you want to be out there on Sundays being able to dissect things that you've already seen so it's just all part of it you know you put in your time but it's definitely worth it and I enjoy it so impressive that you really are and I talked to Flip about it yesterday and we talked to Doug about it earlier in the week. you really do block it out it's not just chit chat yeah. I mean you really believe in it yeah I mean you got it like you mentioned earlier hopefully it's a long career God willing and it's a long journey it's a long process so it's just you got to take it one day at a time and keep getting better Chicago Bears on Monday night what do you see from that defense you know I see some good things um, I see some things where we can areas we can attack but you know It'll be interesting. You know, we're just in the beginning of the preparation, so um, we got to dive into it some more. But, you know, they'll create some issues, I think, and um, we just got to be ready for them. Carson, what did Sunday do in terms of just you go out there and you won an NFL game? What does that do for you just from a mental standpoint? Yeah. Was it a big deal? Yeah, you know, I mean, it gave me a lot of confidence, especially, you know, that first drive going down and scoring right away. Gave me a lot of confidence having Coach Peterson, you know, call that that fourth and four, having the confidence in me. Um, it's just really going to just help me just be more and more confident as the season goes. Was there a favorite throw that you had when you watched the film? I I mean, the first touchdown pass, just getting that one out of the way and hooking up with Jordan was, was pretty exciting. I know that place was rocking. I was yeah. pretty exciting. I was a little nervous. I thought he was about to throw the ball into the stands, but, um, you know, it was... <laughs> that was that's your ball. Yeah, that was, <laughs> made me a little nervous, but uh, that one was pretty exciting. The mood around the Novacare complex during the week since the opening win has been extremely upbeat, but also very realistic. There are many ups and downs ahead in this 2016 season, and nobody knows that better than quarterbacks coach John DiFilippo, who works side-by-side with Wentz as the young quarterback develops. 
John, you are in the coaching booth during a game. I wonder if you can kind of tell us what your role is, what your communication is like, and how you felt on Sunday watching Carson. You know, it was great. I had one of the best seats in the house, I'll tell you. The view from up there is great. You know, I'm on the headset with Coach Reich and Coach Peterson, and we're in constant communication. Uh, the first thing I do is I tell Coach Peterson what the down and distance is in the hash. So obviously our call sheet is broken up into those specific areas, whether it be first and 10 passes, first and 10 runs. Then we break up third downs, red zone, areas of the field. So that's important information for Coach Peterson to know when he's calling the plays is where we are and what hash we're on. So that's the first area of business. And then we're in constant communication about coverage, blitz, progressions for the quarterback, everything from protection. Hey, Coach Peterson will ask, hey, should I challenge that play? And we're up there watching the replay. So there's a lot going on. What were your feelings going into the game just regarding Carson and the atmosphere that surrounding his debut? Well, you never know. I mean, you never know because there was such a small sample size of plays that he played in the preseason. So I don't want to say wishful thinking, but I had a feeling in my gut that it was going to go well. I mean, because just knowing his makeup and knowing what he's about and knowing how he prepared this week and how he practiced. But again, you just, you never know. So I'm glad it came to fruition the way we all felt it was going to. And, you know, he did, uh, he did his job. What was he like before the game? And then what was he like after the game? The exact same you know, the exact same. And I called him on Sunday night to, you know, make sure, you know, he'd come out okay. And I talked to him a little after the game, obviously, but, you know, wanted him to get away for a few hours and, you know, called him and talked to him. And it was just like the same guy I was talking to in the locker room over the phone. And so then he came back on Monday and he was the same guy. So yeah, the same guy. It must be really special for you to have the opportunity to coach somebody with that kind of maturity. Absolutely. Because part of playing quarterback in this league is avoiding getting too high and too low. That's a huge part of the job, whether you're coaching the position or playing the position, because you have to be mentally there all the time. I mean, it's a four-quarter game. I mean, if you're going through a two-game win streak, a two-game losing streak, it doesn't matter. You have to be the same guy every day because everyone's always watching you. John, what do you do the week of a long week here? Can you kind of take us one or two days into it? How much film do you watch when you're watching film? How much communication is there? What are you looking for specifically? Sure. You know, today the players came in and we watched the game tape. You know, yesterday was their day off. So th- today they came in and we walked through a few new ideas that we may have against Chicago. And when we watch the game tape and they get a lift and, you know, they're going to stay and watch film for the rest of the afternoon. And the coaches, we're going to figure out our base plan and finalize that and get in the dip into short yardage goal line a little bit and some third down thoughts. And tomorrow finalize third down in red zone and we'll be on our way. Then two minutes, the last thing to get to get watched. When you watch game film with Carson, what, what is it like? How intense is it? How critical is it? Is there disagreement at times? What, what is it like? Well, no, there's really not disagreement because going into the game from the game plan standpoint, we know what plays we're going to run and we know what looks we want to see against those, how we're reading those plays against certain looks. So there's really not much disagreement because you kind of put the play in as the week goes along. You compare, hey, what do we see? Were the same tells that we saw against the Browns in their preseason tape the same? Is there anything new that they brought? How did they play us? How did they see us? Because because a lot of teams, a lot of defensive coordinators will copycat, just like some offensive coordinators will as well. So, you know, you just got to be ready for anything new that's thrown at you. A lot of people marveled at his ball handling. What did you think of his ball handling in the game? I was pleased with it. I was pleased with it. That's something we take pride in. We always talk about being a magician with our hands. And that's a piece of playing quarterback is you want to be great with your hands. I thought he did a pretty darn good job with it. And, you know, little things, Dave, like carrying out the fake, 
you know, after handing the ball off. That sets up our play action game. That sets up our naked game, our keep game. So all those little things that, you know, most people don't see, they, they don't go unnoticed in this building. Last one here, John. Uh, what's the challenge on Monday night against the Bears who've had a week to prepare for him now? They've seen him. They know him. Smart defensive coordinators in this league. What do you expect? Well, we're expecting a, uh, a very loud stadium on Monday night. You know, we're expecting them to go into a hostile environment in a great environment. There's no better place to play Monday night football besides the length than maybe Soldier Field. We're really excited for the opportunity. You know, we don't know what they're going to throw at us. We, we know what we see on tape and, you know, it's going to take a few weeks here to see how people view Carson and play him and, um, you know, whether they're going to pressure game, whether it's going to be a coverage game. You know, so there's going to be, again, we're going to have to wait a few weeks to see how teams view him. Thanks, John. Thank you. Chicago lost to Houston last week. A tough way to open the season for the Bears. The Eagles defense has a tough task going against a big-time Chicago offense and a vertical passing game that is going to be tough to hold down, particularly if, as it looks now, cornerback Leotis McKelvin does not play. The Eagles defense feels good about its first game performance and looks at the Bears as a different kind of challenge, says safety Rodney McLeod. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, we got off to a good start, you know, opening the game, opening the first game at home, winning is obviously what we want to do. Came out that game with turnovers, a couple sacks, kept points off the board for the most part. So I feel confident, but um, obviously we're going into a Chicago team that I think is better than uh, the Cleveland Browns team. And Alshon Jeffries, a top-notch receiver, Jay Cutler, very experienced, and a young running back back there that has good cuts you know so it's going to be a great test for this defense defensive end brandon graham feels the excitement of being part of a defense that knows it has to pressure quarterback jay cutler but then again that's what the eagles do get after the quarterback get after the football I think the defense is playing good, and I, I'm really loving the way we practice. I love the way, you know, we come trying to pay attention to the little details. And, um, you know, I just love that Swartz is like that, you know, about the little things. And um, for me, I think uh, the defense is excited about this Monday night game, prime time. You know, you don't want to get embarrassed. We want to go out there and, and make a good impression. You know, I think it's a lot of people not worried that we're going to do that. I just think that, um, you know, we just all focused on one day at a time, just continue to keep going one day, make sure we put it in the bank. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it definitely feels good, man because we back to kind of like the Andy Reid, you know, everybody's confident, everybody kind of, you know, trusts this system and knows if you make it through this system, you do end up coming out good, you know, in the end. So for me, I mean, it's just about getting people to trust, and I think we got that. Cornerback Jalen Mills could see significant playing time with McKelvin limping with the hamstring injury. And for the seventh-round draft pick, the opportunity, the experience needed, the maturity required is very real. I mean, uh, really just having the starters out there, you know, seeing those guys fly around, not really in the preseason because they only play a select amount of plays, but really just seeing the starters out there fly around and playing with energy, you know, it's exciting. You want to be a part of that, and the little plays that I did get to be a part of that, I mean, I had so much fun. Yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, as far as our practice goes, you know, Coach Peterson throughout OTAs and camp, he made sure that everybody, every single person who's ever on the field, offense, defense, special team, is practicing at a top-tier level game speed, so for sure. That helps a lot. It means a lot. You know, um, also, and I'm honored by it that the coaching staff trusts me and trusts my playing ability. So, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But for sure, you know, it means a lot to me. Great quarterback, you know, great wide receivers, great running back. You know, their team as a whole, you know, they have a lot of good individuals that can make a big play at any time. You know, but us as a team or as a defense, you know, we, we got to buckle down and play our style of defense regardless. I mean, we're not playing home. We are playing away, you know. So it is going to be the, the hype and the crowd noise. It is going to be for them and not us, you know. 
So we just have to focus. You know, we have to buckle down and just play our style of football. Cutler spoke to the Philadelphia media this week about the Jim Schwartz defense, one that Cutler has played well against in his career, compiling a 7-3 and record when Schwartz was in Tennessee and then in Detroit. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to get a, uh, you're gonna get multiple looks. You know, you're going to get the wide nines, 4-3 defense. They're going to bring enough uh, pressure to keep you off balance. You're not afraid to bring safeties. You're not afraid to bring corners. Um, you know, you look at this team, they're really good down the middle. You know, three technique, no linebacker. Safeties are really good football players. Extremely smart. He's going to try to take away what you do best uh, and limit you with that. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, is obviously impressed and excited about the state of the Eagles right now. And in his Merrill Minute, he gives credit where credit is due. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl! The Eagles are Day. It's Groundhog Day! They do it again! Gordon of the end zone! I don't believe it! This game should be in a museum! The excitement this week in Philadelphia was just absolutely amazing in the aftermath of the opening win against the Cleveland Browns. Carson Wentz obviously was the biggest story of the game. To see a rookie quarterback start in the opening game of the season and perform with a quarterback rating over 100, absolutely amazing. But I think the biggest focus should really be on the head coach, Doug Peterson. A year ago, the Eagles opened in Atlanta and they were a mess. They were offsized. They had illegal formations. They just made a myriad of mistakes. You could look at this team this past week, and Mike Quick made a point of saying it on the air. They were disciplined. You looked at them, and you could say they were well coached. First game of the season, and yet everybody knew what he was doing. Now, this week in Chicago, it's a step up. The Bears aren't a great team, but they're a dangerous team. They're coming off of their first game of the season, and it was a loss against Houston. So they're going to go out there on a Monday night all revved up. But I'm very, very confident that Doug Peterson and his staff will have have this team ready. They know what they're doing. They keep their feet on the grounds, and these guys have really been responding. ESPN Sal Palantonio is on Carson Wentz duty 24-7, and with Monday night's game on ESPN, the network's coverage of the game is part of this week's press coverage. Sal Palantonio, what does one win against the Cleveland Browns and the way the Eagles did it mean to this football team and this town? Well, I think the way Carson Wentz performed was truly magnificent on a lot of levels. You know, we went back and we studied it statistically, David, and we studied the film, and we kept trying to find ways to really dissect some of his mistakes. And we discovered that when the Browns blitzed him, which was on eight pass attempts during the game, he was eight for eight, eight for eight. And then we discovered that all of last year, there were only four quarterbacks in the NFL who had 100% completion rate in a game last year where they had at least eight pass attempts. They were Phillip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, and Drew Brees. Those are experienced quarterbacks who are playoff proven, and two of them have Super Bowl rings. So Carson Wentz, on every level, did a magnificent job in his debut. And you remember, you and I were discussing over the summer this whole controversy of whether he could make that hyper leap from the FCS to the NFL. Well, that conversation's over. For the fan base, what's it mean? Well, I think people wanted to really believe that the Eagles did the right thing by investing all those players and those draft picks and moving up to number two. And I think in one game, the questions were answered. It's interesting, Sal, that it is an ESPN game on Monday night. ESPN has got to be thrilled to have this kid as their centerpiece for the game. Have you gotten a sense from the network how they feel about Carson 
week two Monday Night Football, how they're going to play it? Oh, I think they're going to play it up big. I think uh, he's a big star, overnight star, overnight sensation. There's no question about that. But when you're the number two pick and you play that well, and it's the second week of the season and you're coming off a big win, it doesn't matter if you play the Cleveland Browns or the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's NFL talent that you were going against. Yeah, I understand that they were a 3-13 and team last year and they'll probably be a bottom feeder again this year. I get all that. But you still have to execute. David, you know, there's preparation, there's poise. They talk about that with young players, but a lot of young players can't turn preparation and poise into execution. You've been around long enough to see Randall Cunningham and to see Donovan McNabb and to see the quarterbacks who have come through here since 2008. Your thoughts on Carson and what he can do for this franchise for the next, I don't know, are we going too far here to talk about the future, 10 years? Yeah, I think we are going too far if we talk about the future. I want to see him obviously progress. The Bears present a different problem on the road. There's no question about that. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're aggressiveness will be something uncharted territory for Carson Wentz. They've got great athletes. So, you know, you got to take it in four-game chunks. That's how the good coaches do it. That's how Doug Peterson is doing it. The first four-week chunk is on the road, Chicago now, Pittsburgh, and then bye. If you should happen to go 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh with Carson Wentz, they may take that Rizzo statue down in front of the municipal building and put a Carson Wentz statue up pretty quickly. Sal, your thoughts on this matchup, Eagles and the Bears? I think the number one thing, I'm going to flip the script on you. The number one thing is Jim Schwartz versus Jay Cutler. Jim Schwartz is the head coach of the Lions, faced Jay Cutler 10 times. Cutler was 7-3, 15 touchdown passes, only 5 interceptions. Why does Cutler have success? It's because in the critical downs and late in the game, Schwartz often gave him too much time. And with that strong arm and his ability to stay in the pocket, he will find somebody eventually. I think that's the key in this game. How do you feel about the Eagles matching up against Chicago's front offensive line, Eagles defensive line, Chicago Bears? I want to see improvement in the offensive line. I want to see Carson Wentz a little cleaner, and I want him to be able to pick up free rushers so he's not getting hit. Took a lot of shots against Cleveland. That can't sustain itself for 16 weeks. Interesting about the Eagles' defense. They came alive in the second half against RG3. Three sacks, a lot of pressures, the safety, no points. What do you make of the defense first game? Too early to tell against that kind of offense? Yeah, too early to tell against RG3. RG3 has no pocket presence. RG3 can't deliver the ball from the pocket. Against Jay Cutler and against Ben Roethlisberger, it'll be a different story. Both of them know how to buy time. Both of them have stronger arms. Both of them have deliver the ball from the pocket and have better receivers. So yes, I would say too early to tell. Now, Jim Schwartz against the Browns, David, only blitzed twice. That was the fewest number of blitzes in the NFL in week one. I don't know what that means. It either means his tendency or he's afraid a little bit of his secondary, leaving them exposed. But he'll have to blitz more against Cutler and Roethlisberger, in my view. Your feelings on who wins this game? I think this is a tough game for the Philadelphia Eagles on the road on Monday Night Football. But I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the game 20-16. to Why? Because I think in the end, they'll get enough pressure on Cutler late and Wentz will make enough plays. 2-0, Carson Wentz. You know what that would mean. Oh, baby. At home against Pittsburgh week three. I'll be here. Thanks, Sal. All right, David. We end our Eagles Live podcast with a final word from long snapper John Dorenbos, whose remarkable run on America's Got Talent ended with a third place finish. He completed the show on Wednesday and was back on the field Thursday preparing for the Bears. And Dorenbos says the AGT experience was simply unforgettable. 
Dude, it was unbelievable. And, and working with such a large show to be a part of NBC, to have the team back it, to learn from their producers, to take their advice, I really feel like they made me a better performer. They gave me an experience of a lifetime. They gave me the opportunity to prove that under pressure that I can deliver. You know, to be able to talk with Simon and the judges and, and get their opinions back and their critique, if you will. There's nothing I would have done differently. I'm so glad I did it. Did I come out on top? No, but ultimately I think I won and I'm super happy. And I actually think that being in the NFL and playing football was a huge advantage on the mere uh, fact that I didn't overthink my performances. So a lot of the contestants were there two weeks prior and they're overthinking stuff and that's all they're thinking about. As soon as I came here, this is all I thought about. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was time to perform. And I just performed and I did what I love to do. So I think it was a huge advantage mentally to not overthink the routines and just let them go. Probably the, the, the coolest moment I've ever had in performing is after I did my final piece, a lady came out of the crowd at commercial and I went down to gather the cards because I wanted to keep them because they were autographed and it was a souvenir. And uh, she said, excuse me, can I keep that card, sir? And I was like, well, I kind of want it. And she goes, Eric is my son. And then I look over and Simon came up, hugged his wife. And she said, I want to frame this thing, hang it in our house so that the magic's alive every single day. And then Simon said, this is this is one of the coolest things ever, man. So I was like, card's all yours, man. Because that, that right there, that's what magic is to me. And so now Simon will probably look at that card in about a week. And then he'll think of me and he'll start hitting his head. Why? 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 So, but it was cool, man. It's cool. That is it for this week's Eagles Live podcast, episode 33. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together so brilliantly. Thank you so much to all of you for tuning in each week, and let's keep it going as the Eagles go into Chicago to play this extremely important game against the Bears. It's Monday Night Football, the first for quarterback Carson Wentz, the first for head coach Doug Peterson. We'll see what the Eagles have after their big win last week against the Cleveland Browns. Thanks so much, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. E-A-T-L-E-S-E!